0: Hello and welcome to the Life Central Youth Podcast. It is so good to have some of you guys listening uh, today. We are starting the Dealing with Doubt Podcast. Um, So we are going to be chatting all about things to do with doubt. Um, And so I've got a couple of guests with me who are both members of the Life Central Youth team. So I am with Adam and Lauren today. Um, Why don't you both just quickly introduce yourself? Tell us one interesting fact about yourself. So we'll go Adam first, then Lauren, if that's cool. Well,
1: hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Adam, and I'm going to be 32 tomorrow. So that's uh, so. if you're listening to this, actually, when you're listening to this, I'll have turned 32. But I'm going to be 32 tomorrow. And uh, I, I got a triceratops tattoo the other day. I got a dinosaur what? tattoo. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's sick. Oh, there
0: it is.
2: Guys, I wish you could see it. Oh, that's actually sick. Oh, if you want to see, him after you've, you've got to ask him next time you see him. Um, I'm Lauren, I am almost 22 next month, not tomorrow, but next month. Um, COVID birthday, we love it. And interesting fact about me, I grew up dreaming of becoming um, a dolphin trainer and um. I used to get my sister, I used to like lay a blue sheet out and get my sister to jump through hoops, which I held up while I wore a wetsuit. And that was like, I didn't pretend I was a princess. I pretended I was a dolphin trainer growing up.
0: That's my (laughs) fact. I feel so sorry for your sister. Honestly. Having to pretend to be a dolphin.
2: Yeah, it wasn't fair,
0: but you know. No way. Awesome. It's good to hang out with both of you guys um, on the podcast Guys, I want to chat to both of you quickly um, for the next 20 minutes or so about the topic of doubt, um, because doubt is a real thing. We all doubt in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Um, We doubt people. We doubt um, whether certain things are going to work or they're not going to work. Uh, We doubt all sorts of things. So the first question I quickly want to ask you guys is, is there a time where you have doubted someone or something, maybe a friend, um, any kind of doubts that you have had?
2: Um, Yeah, I can think of one. My um, dad is like the biggest drama queen. He like cuts his finger and shows everyone, has like three plasters on. He's that kind of guy. And um, he came home from work one day and he was like, I fell over on the train and I think I've broken my foot. And everyone in our family was like, "Uh, (laughs) yeah, sure you have. Like all just thinking he was being pathetic. Anyway, kept complaining, kept complaining. We were like, okay, fine, show us the foot it had swollen twice the size. We ended up going, you know, I'm sure you've just like twisted your ankle. It is a bit swollen, but you'll be fine. A couple of hours later, after trying to convince us that he really was in pain, he went to hospital and it was in fact broken and he was in a cast for weeks, but we doubted him. But no, Steve's foot was actually broken. Poor Steve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Poor Steve.
1: Yeah. How about you, Adam? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I've probably got lots of times that I doubted myself, but it's probably another injury story. It's just quite funny that I'm going to drop on you. When I was in high school, my best friend was like a big drama queen, and um, anyway, we were playing football in PE, and he got kicked in the nuts,
2: oh. and
1: we were and he like started crying and getting all upset, and we were like, we were like year eleven, so I'm like, get over yourself. It's not even that bad, like put a brave face on it and uh, he was like no 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 he was like really really upset he couldn't move and so the teacher sent us all in and we were like what's wrong with this guy like seriously uh, and he didn't come back to school for like three weeks and um <laughs> so he'd been kicked in the nuts and it caused like really bad internal damage so he gonna have like an operation to untwist himself basically. oh no it twisted yeah. No. yeah
2: that is meant to be
1: Absolute agony. And I, I felt so bad, like, uh, as his, because I was like his close friend, and he was like, Believe me, and, and I could see it. He's was, like, You gotta believe me. I'm like, Shut up, you liar. Like, yeah. And there he is
2: with
1: twisted testicles, the
0: poor boy. There you go. Oh my gosh. Every guy who is listening right now has just got a gritted teeth <laughs> and is freaking <laughs> out.
1: I'm sick thinking about it. Like, I've gone sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, so, we, we all have
0: doubts, right? We all have doubts about certain things. Um, but the thing I want to spend a bit of time chatting about today is how we often doubt God um, and we can all have doubts around who God is, what he promises to us, and um, all sorts of things. And if you're a, a Christian, um, it probably comes as a relief to every one of you that actually you can be a Christian and still have doubts about God. Um, I know that I'm a Christian and sometimes I doubt God. Um, I've had doubts about God in the past and every now and again a situation comes along and I doubt who God is or that God is going to come through. Um, and it is completely normal to doubt. Okay. So if you're listening to this, just remember that is completely normal. You are not a freak for being a Christian and having doubts about God. That is completely normal. Um, and so we're going to chat a little bit about how we deal with those doubts in a little while. Um, but the second question I want to ask, um, you guys, Adam and Lauren, um, has there been a time in your life where you have doubted God or found it difficult to trust him? And and did he come through in those situations? Uh, How about you, Lauren?
2: Um, Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, I, some of you know my story, some of you don't, but I grew up in um, a Christian family. My dad's a pastor. And like when you're a pastor's (laughs) kid, you go one of two ways. Um, You're really well behaved or you are, the rebel and I was um the rebel and um always had a lot of doubts with God growing up and um I share slightly about it in the sex series if you haven't listened to the sex series podcast definitely do they're really good um but I had some experiences um I was like had some uh, like exposure to early sexual experiences basically really young um and that was ongoing so I had like a painful childhood my parents didn't know so it was all secret um as I got older um I was like bullied at school and by the age of 15 I was like diagnosed with anorexia and depression it was all very stressful um but all through that I just I kept coming back to the fact how can there be a god if I'm suffering this much like all of these experiences like how how can there be a god that they talk about um at like dad's church who loves me and knows me um and wants to use my life because i just it was not evident in the way that i was living um and i couldn't see any hope in that situation so um i just completely doubted god almost kind of gave up on god um fast forward a a couple of years and um lots of different things happened but I basically turned everything around like with the help of psychological help but also God and um came through it and not only did I like come through the other side of that with God but he's actually used that now I've spent a year two years ago traveling with Youth for Christ talking about my story um God has brought so many people who have similar story um to me in different, in different ways. And I think it's so easy to doubt God in situations like that, but he came through for me. And not only did he come through for me, he used this whole story and used my doubt in that time in such an incredible way.
1: I think for me, I, um, like I've, I'm like, obviously that bit older than a lot of you guys. So I'm going to be 32 tomorrow. I've had like doubt throughout my life. And I think like, for me, I, I, I struggle massively and I'm quite open with this with rejection. And so like if someone rejects me then, or or I feel a little bit of rejection, I can really struggle with that and I can start doubting God's plan for me. And so like for me, when I was 10, I had my first encounter with God and the Holy spirit. And I felt like he was really clear to me and said that you were going to become go into ministry and become like a vicar or pastor, whatever you want to call it. And I was really adamant that it was going sure it was going to be a youth pastor lots of people in the church spoke that word over me as well. So I was quite confident then that that was going to happen. But uh, what I didn't realise then is what I realise now is that God has to do a great work in you to, in order to do a great work through you. And I miss that great work in you to do the great work through you. So I was just expecting it to all happen and fall into place. Like I'd go to Sunday school, I'd do my thing, I'd go to church, I'd go to youth. And I just figured, you know, I knew these things, so it was Okay but I was like living a secret life as well where I was doing kind of doing my own stuff in the background as well. And then when things didn't happen the way I expected them to happen, I started doubting God
2: mm. and then
1: I kind of went my own way. And about 16, I left the church cause I was like, well, this isn't happening. Nothing's happening that I, I want. Um, which is like crazy when I think about it now. And so I went my own way for like five years. And I got into lots of things like drugs and like sex and women and all that sort of stuff, tried everything that the world could offer me. And then sort of came back into a relationship with God when I was like 21 and assumed because I'd had that word over my life and I'd had this other experience of the Holy Spirit that I was going to again, walk into like a youth ministry role and that never happened. And so my sort of story has been like, a massive journey of constantly learning and trusting in God and moments of sheer highs and sheer lows. And like, I remember my first role in ministry, I was like, brilliant. I've made it. Like the dream has come true. And then like two years in the guy I was working for is like, Oh, by the way, I'm leaving. And that then put my position into like proxy. And then they were like, Oh, we're going to move you to another church and there's a potential you can take over at that church. And I'm like, wow, like this is even better super responsibility super happening and then it not happening and then I remember like coming in one day it's a true story I won't tell you I won't say which church it is but I came in and on my door it used to say assistant pastor came in one day and they changed it all around to say assistant to the pastors and I was like what and so I and questioned it they were like yeah you're no longer a pastor here you're just here to assist us and I'm against that doubting God I'm like what what about this call upon my life like Who the heck are you? And then like, even the other day, and I had this conversation with like Leon the other day, even the other day I was here and I was stacking chairs and I was doing like normal like jobs as in like put my hands down toilets or whatever, which isn't what I wanted to do and isn't what I went to Bible college for, isn't what I've like stuck it out for. And I'm like doubting God going, is this all I'm good enough for? Is this all you've called me for? And then I remember, like, God clearly speaking to me, like, if you can't serve me here, yeah, then you I can't serve again. me in, in the office and, uh, and you can't serve me on the stage. And, 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 like, it really, really reminded me of the story of, of Joseph. If you know the jo- story of Joseph, like, Joseph has this dream. He is, like, the favourite son of his dad. He has this dream about how his brothers are going to bow down to him and he's going to be this all-powerful leader, effectively, and he goes through 13 years worth of his life where he goes from that his brothers tried to kill him. Then they sell him into slavery. He gets to a place called Potiphar's house and Potiphar is like this amazing governor and he gets power there and he's getting influence and, and he thinks he's made it there. And then Potiphar's wife accuses him of rape. And then he's like thrown into prison and he, he's done nothing wrong. And then he gets influence in prison, gets responsibility. And then he gets put into eventually into the Pharaoh's palace. And I just think, you know, our life can be like that going from the dream. We have to go through the pit, Potiphar's pad, prison mm. before we get to the palace. But it's, you know, and there's always going to be doubt there, but we need to trust God because God will come through for us. That's, that's my experience anyway.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Um, and um, I think stories like that just help us realize that actually, God is still there even when we're doubting. and you've touched a bit on what, what I was going to mention in our next question. Um, my next question is, is how is it possible to fully trust God, but still have doubts? I think that's something that's so important for us to chat about. I think as a young person growing up, maybe, um, I used to look up to adults and think they've been a Christian for so many years. They've got it all together. There's no way they've ever doubted God. Um, And I think just to understand that actually you can be a Christian and you still have doubts. And just because you believe in Jesus and you have a faith, it doesn't mean suddenly all the doubts go away and that everything makes sense suddenly. Um, And so I think it'd be good to just chat about that for a second. How is it that it's possible to fully trust in God and have faith, but also to still have doubts at the same time? Um, I know, Adam, you touched on that a second ago. What do you think, Laura?
2: Um, well, I think the fact that we can doubt and the fact that we have questions is such an incredible thing. Like, we have that because God gave us free will. He wasn't like, I'm going to force you to be my robots and just to worship me. He said, let me give you the choice of of choosing me. And so questions, I think God designed us to have our questions and to bring our questions to him. And um, there's actually a bit in the Bible... I can't remember where, um, but it talks about, um, I think it's Jacob, but please, you know, it's someone is wrestling with God. And this thing of wrestling with God, it's such an intimate thing. And I think sometimes in the church, we can be like, don't ask questions. Don't doubt God. I think God designed us to wrestle with him. Like there's definitely been times in my life where um, I have had doubts, and all I've been able to do is shout at God and go, what What the heck are you doing? What is going on? How could you do this? There's such an intimacy to that. And I think God longs for us to do that um, with him, to wrestle, to ask those questions. I actually don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a really healthy
1: thing. I think you're right. I think, um, yeah, I, I think, like, I think the process is the most important thing in life, like how we process things, how God processes us. I think you're right with that intimacy that, because in life when we get a bit of discomfort, we generally run away from it. That's Mm -hmm. why like everyone takes a gym membership out in January and by the second, third week of January, no one's going and everyone's starting to look like me, like a big fatty and, and we all pick up like cans of pot because it's easier than going to the tap and literally turning the tap on and getting some fresh water. It's easier to go to Subway than it is. Like I spoke to my wife today and she said, what did you do for lunch? And I went to Subway and she went, I'm glad you got some lunch, but I would much rather you had something healthy from home. And I'm like, well, I just can't be bothered. And I think that's the problem Mm. with doubt and with discomfort with God. We'd rather run away from it than rather than cling into it and, and lean into it. And it's that leaning in that's going to increase those spiritual muscles, which we need in order to sort of grow and move forward.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I think, I think something that really helped me understand it, like growing up, it says that whole Bible verse in Hebrews, which is kind of like faith is having confidence in what you hope for, but isn't yet seen. And I think just understanding that, that there are some things that, that we won't understand that actually God is bigger than, than all of us. And that there is always more to what is going on than, than what we can see. Um, and understanding that that actually what's important in faith is to trust God, even the times when it is hard where we don't understand what's going on that actually God sees the whole picture, the things that are unseen God does see um and actually faith and doubt they're not opposites. I think it helps me to understand them as a bit of a scale, and sometimes situations come along and they tip it the way towards doubt and we begin to doubt God and question God but that doesn't mean God doesn't still see the unseen things God is still in it and he's still working and still understands it um I think that was super helpful for me Um, yeah
2: I think God is big enough to deal with that I think you know that fear of getting God angry or um What if God rejects me in that? Like God is big enough to deal with your doubt, to deal with your anger, and kind of allowing Him into that space, even though, like Adam said, it's not always the easiest option. Like He's such a big God, and He's such a good God. You know, like He's big enough to deal with.
1: with I think the thing is, we we often sing the song "You're a good, good Father," and I've learned since I've become a dad. Like I would, so I know when my kids have done something wrong. I know when they're upset with me. And I'd far rather them actually physically tell me sometimes because I, I want them to voice what's in their heart. So then we can resolve that as like our relationship can heal quicker. I feel when that, that, when that pain comes out, that doubt comes out. So if, cause I, I you know, when someone's done something wrong, but often you just want them to say it cause it kind of just confirms it. And you say, right, well, okay, we can deal with that now. And I think that's how God is sometimes as well. Like, this is the weirdest bit of advice I ever got from a pastor's wife, right? But she said to me, we were doing this course called the Freedom in Christ. And I was in a bit of a crisis moment in my life. And she said, uh, have you ever sworn before? And I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah, but have you ever sworn at God before? I was like, no. Like, why would, that's weird. Why would, she was like, I literally only swear to God. I was like, so, like what? And she was like, i tell him to F off. i tell him to this. I was like. Are you, and like, I'm like, are you serious? And like, she's this little old sweet lady. She was like, oh, yeah, because she's like, when I'm doubting, when I'm struggling, when I'm frustrated, he wants to know truthfully how I'm feeling. Yeah. He said, Really, when I do that, it's a whole release of my heart to him and I'm showing him everything who I am. And then he can start to heal that. There's like, because I think about that whole thing with Joseph, when he's in the pit, God's testing him in that moment. Because if you can trust him in the pit, yeah. With well, then he can trust him in the palace, and I think God can trust us. Like you said, Harvey, in the in the secret place, then He'll trust us in the public place. Because what we do in the in the secret sets us up for our public life. How we react with our doubts, how we wrestle with God, will set us up for our public life. I think.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's such good advice as well. I think it's so important that we that we really do wrestle with God when we're doubting, and actually we don't just. Take it as that means god isn 't here god doesn 't change we 're the ones that sometimes change how we feel, but our feeling isn 't a right view of who God is God doesn 't change and um, despite what we don 't see um, I want to ask you guys just how how you deal with doubt personally, uh, what's kind of helped you in times where you 've wrestled with God and found it hard to trust god what 's been the thing that's that you 've been able to do maybe or certain practices that have that just helped you to deal with that doubt i
1: think for me these are my top three. First of all when i'm struggling with doubt and stuff it's it's making sure i'm still connected to god so making sure i'm still praying or reading my bible and stuff like that because there is the, the bible is the truth and so i can always affiliate back to that and put it through that lens. Is this, is this true for I'm thinking? second thing is, and I think this is really important is making sure you've got some good, honest friends. Yeah. Friends will tell you um, whether it's true or not, what you're thinking and they'll give you straight answers. And you don't want just yes people in your life. You want people who will actually tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, and I think thirdly, it's finding a leader that you can trust as well. Not, not just a friend, but a leader. So someone you look up to. So I, before I moved to life central, Uh, he may or may not know that and remember this, but I knew Andy a little bit and I was struggling with some youth ministry stuff. And um, I was on a retreat day and someone was like, you need to go and find a leader that you trust and respect. And I really respected and trusted Andy because I'd seen how good Life Central Youth was. Didn't really have much of a relationship with him. Went and sought out him a few times to get his advice on stuff. And that advice was like invaluable. And then I did when I went and stepped up into like adult ministry, I did the same with Leon. And and that was that was really helpful. So I would really advise you to do that. I mean, not to get too preachy, I I, I would say this, like there's this part in the Bible, and I think I did this, I, I may have said this to some people before, there's part in the Bible where Moses is 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 like fighting or the Israelites are fighting the Amalekites. Moses goes up onto the mountain to pray and he gets tired, and the Bible says that as he's praying, he's got his hands up, they're winning, but he gets tired, so he puts his hands down, so his two mates literally hold his hands up, and they have the opportunity, because they could either be like, ah, yeah, do you know what, it's not even worth it, just put your hands down, let's just go down to a for a quick bevy, or they can say, keep going, we're nearly there, keep your hands up, and I think that's essential that you've got people around you that can really dig out that doubt in you. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, I feel like I've experienced loads of doubt in the last few months. Um, I think obviously um, COVID has been really hard. So many things haven't gone to plan. Um, My best friend's mum was diagnosed with cancer just before COVID and we've kind of been journeying that together and, and kind of crying out to God a lot like what are you doing? Are you even real? What is going on? And I'm, I'm real, I'm a real one for having like a line or um, something that I will tell myself in those moments. And it's become a habit that when I find myself and myself in the moments of doubt, I literally out loud say, even in my doubt, I will choose you. Like literally, I'll say it out loud. And it's because it's like, I've seen all the good things he's done for me and actually saying it out loud, even in my doubt, I choose you. That's real love, isn't it? Like, even when my life's going great, I choose you, is easy. But when you say, even in my doubt, I choose you, I think that um, it's just powerful and saying it out loud is powerful. I totally agree with Adam, talking to friends um, and just being really honest. There's no shame in doubt. Like, let's just put that out there now. There's no shame in doubt. So talking with God and talking with friends, there should be no shame in that. And again, it's finding friends who um, who know that and who know there's no shame in doubt, those people who are really there for you. Um, but then also just remembering everything takes place. You know, whatever you believe in, whether it's um, being an atheist or being... Um, like confuse or believe like everything takes faith you have to trust because nobody knows and actually when you look back at your life and that's another thing I do look back at the things that he's done for me and remember how good he's been and how real he's been in my life Um. so yeah those are some things I do when I feel like I'm in a doubtful
0: place yeah that's super helpful um, just those kind of tips get some good friends around you that, that are going to help you journey through that chat to God about it um, looking back at the past where God's been faithful. I think that they're, they're all super important things in not only dealing with doubt, but also growing our faith, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I came up with a phrase in my head that I'm not sure it's theologically correct, but but as faith grows, doubt goes. I'm not sure that they I love so. So In my head it oh, does. Come on. Um, I'm here for it. Um, but <laughs> I, I really down. think that, that actually in those times where we're doubting and the scales are tipped that certain way, what are the things that we're doing to help grow our faith mm-hmm. um, that are going to help us lift us out of that place of, of doubt and bring us back to trust in who God is. It's okay to be doubting and, and to have doubt for a season, but I think how can we find friends around us who are going to help us trust in God again? How can we uh, be looking at where God has been faithful in the past and remember all the stories where God has come through at, kind of youth weekenders, Limitless Festival, where we've experienced who God is. How can we remember those times and remember that God actually is real despite what my situation looks like, despite this circumstance I'm going through? Um, and just to kind of level out that scale again, I guess, um, is super helpful. Guys, thank you for, for your advice. Um, it's super helpful. I think dealing with doubt is a big thing. Um, I've experienced that in my lives you guys have spoken about how you've experienced that um, too and I'm sure for all of you guys listening as well you've been through times where you've doubted who God is if you're a Christian if you're not a Christian and you're listening um, I bet it's confusing of first understanding that Christians can have doubt but actually just because we're Christians doesn't mean we also don't have doubts about God but the best way you can find out who God is is to explore it for yourself Mm -hmm. um spend some time getting to know god um and i promise you that that god wants to know you i really believe that and we believe that as life central youth um and we would love to connect with you get involved with us on on youtube on instagram um we would love to get in touch guys thank you for listening this has been the life central youth podcast take care